0: back you're watching traders corner and joining me as always is garth mckenzie founder and editor of traders corner garth welcome
1: hi julieta garth
0: tonight's show is all about how to make a quick buck mm-hmm. but before we get to that um i know that you want to start off with the s p 500 and the top 40 index on the JSE, which we looked at last week um the SP specifically in the context of a potential break uh, to the upside which appears to have happened
1: yeah that's right so i'm just going to quickly uh, show this because we did Uh, look at it last week and I I figure it's important to review it for this week. There's a big triangular pattern that's evident on the S&P 500 here and everywhere you look on Twitter and any technical analyst uh, that monitors these sort of things has identified this big triangular pattern that's formed over the last four or five months and now it's looking looking as if it's actually broken to the upside the move above 2700 on the s&p 500 is significant mm. and that marks a breakout through that downward trend that you can see over there on the chart and that marks a break to the upper end of that Triangular pattern, and then of course at the bottom end you can see where those arrows are. That's where the 200-day moving average has held consistently, time after time, over the last couple of months. So, in strict technical terms, this is bullish. It should point to further upside. Um, th- there is a part of me that wants to be a little bit skeptical about it. I think just because of the time of the year that we're entering into, it's it's typically choppy and bumpy, and I, I just don't know that we can necessarily look at this breakout and say, oh, it's now all bullish yeah. and we're suddenly going to go, go all the way back to the highs. <laughs> Well, maybe it will, but I I, I am a little bit of a skeptic. There's a small gap in the chart at 2700 where it actually made a a sharp move to the upside on the open a couple of days ago, last week sometime. And what you could find is that any pullback towards that 2700 area, that that might actually target that little gap. And that would also serve to be a retest of this uh, downward trend. So if you got a pullback to 2700 and it held and it reversed up off there, then maybe it could signal the start of another move to the upside. So I think just keep that in mind. But for now, it's fair to say that this break has happened. We we have to respect it. We can't deny the fact that it it has happened. Albeit that I'm a little bit wary just to get all suddenly very bullish about this. But nevertheless, that technical breakout on the S and P 500 has now happened.
0: Yeah, well, and um, our own markets, which is a lot more sluggish it seems in comparison to the U.S. markets, but mm. we actually have moved up over the last. Uh, seven trading days. Yeah,
1: we have. We've gradually been grinding our way higher. Um, It's been a pretty lethargic month uh, over the last, if you take the last, say, three to four weeks, it's been rather lethargic. And uh, here it is at the moment. This is the top 40 spot index now. So it's not the futures, it's the spot index itself. Um, What I pointed out last week was that there was this sort of slightly messy ascending triangle pattern that was forming. And that was also Looking as if it was trying to make an attempt to break out of that larger channel that you can see uh, illustrated on the chart there. The level was 51,500. Now it has broken up through that area. So in strict technical terms, that should now see us moving on to the next area of resistance, which comes in at around about 53,000. And you can see that highlighted on the chart there. That level represents the highs from February and March. So that, that's where we would look to go next, provided the market can remain somewhat elevated at the current levels.
0: But as you can see, and I think that's, um, is that a volume indicator on the bottom of the chart? Yep. Um, the volumes are, aren't are great. They're no, they're, they're not. They're not particularly inspiring, actually. Absolutely.
1: No, you're right. I mean, look at that. Throughout the latter part of April and into May, the volumes, the daily traded volume on our market really has been very, very thin and very lethargic. April, you can kind of understand because there were a lot of public holidays all strung in strange ways, that you could create a lot of uh, leave. leave for yourself with taking relatively limited time off. So that y- makes sense from April. Um, May, though, has, you know, we've resumed normal work weeks now. And uh, the volumes are still very, very low. I mean, I think yesterday was forty percent below the average daily traded Hmm. volume for the year to date. So it still remains a very lethargic market. There's not an awful lot of commitment going into this at the moment.
0: Yeah, and especially if you consider what was happening in December. I mean, that was really, I suppose, understandably, but um, Hmm. huge uh, climb down. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. Leading us into the trade that you did, and it's, it, was a, it was a real sort of quick in and out kind of trade, um, and it's based on the reweightings or the revisions to the MSCI South Africa Index. Tell That's us
1: about right. That. Yeah. So let's quickly talk about this. I mean, first of all, what is the MSCI South Africa Index? It, MSCI stands for Morgan Stanley Capital Index. And they have all these different indices uh, of different jurisdictions, geographies, etc. So we're talking specifically about the South Africa index here. And this is an index that uh, Morgan Stanley uh, collates and and manages. And what you find is that there are large global tracker funds that tend to track this thing. If you're a global investor and you want to track the South African market, you know, you would tend to want to track the MSCI South Africa index. That's mm-hmm. that's a fairly common thing. And as a result you find that there's quite a lot of global positioning related to how the constituents of this index are, are positioned. So Every the semi annually, so what's we'll that, twice a year, they, they do a revision of this index. They'll look at stocks that come into the index and stocks that come out of the index and then they will also rebalance the stocks in the index. Mm. You'll find that certain ones might have their market capitalizations have grown and others might have shrunk. So in the end they do a rebalance and, and reset the index every every half year. So the significant ones that we are looking at here are illustrated on this table over here. So the additions, what's coming into the MSCI South Africa index is clicks and Raynet. Now what these numbers refer to uh, in brackets is the is, it's a calculation of the number of shares that would need to be bought in each stock, in this case, because these are additions. Number of shares that would need to be bought by the tracker funds in order for them to get on weight. And then this the second number in, in, in brackets over there where I see like on clicks, 12 DTC, that means 12 days to cover. 12 days worth of trading volume.
0: Okay, before is is the actually the addition becomes uh, fixed. No no, 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 what
1: that means is that that's how many shares would need to be be effectively oh, ooh, bought, okay, got you. Okay, okay? And 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 typically to for clicks to trade 17 million shares generally takes about 12 days, okay? Right, and right below that, 9.6 million shares is what would need to be bought. That's typically 24 days worth of trade. So, what I'm saying is that these are big numbers, and and as a consequence, you see big movements in these share prices because of the the, the volume that needs to be traded in order to recalibrate the index here. On the right-hand side, we've got the deletions. So, break is coming out no surprise there given the <laughs> drop in that share price. Steinhoff, even less of a surprise there given that Steinhoff looks like it's on its way to zero at the moment. And um, and then Sibania also, no surprise, that's also seen its its market cap drop dramatically. Mm. So what you find today, and we're going to focus specifically on the three that I've highlighted there, we'll look at Clicks and Raynet that have been very strong today mm-hmm. on our market and then Breit which has been very weak. and. Uh, These the the announcement of this came out overnight, and and then obviously the market responds immediately. This morning being Tuesday morning, the the this uh, revision actually only takes effect from the 31st of May. But what you'll find is that the market responds immediately, and the the adjustments begin to happen immediately, in order to try and you know, a, a allow for enough trading days up until the 31st of May for this all to get done in a. A relatively efficient manner.
0: So I mean is this a bit of a gimme that you don't often get in the stock market where it's a no-brainer? I mean okay there's no such thing as a no-brainer trade but this seems to be pretty close.
1: It is fairly close because you find that all, of, all that happens here is you get big movements in these share prices purely because of the fact that there's a supply and demand mismatch. It's not because there's anything s- that's happened at the company. So, for example, today, bright was down 14% at one stage. And let's go and have a look at these. Sure. I mean, Here's bright. This is a five-minute chart that we're looking at now. So every candle pattern here represents five minutes of trade. So, of course, all of those there on the left are yesterday's trade. And then we opened this morning with a big gap to the downside after these revisions have been announced. And you can see that at one stage this morning, the share was trading down 14%. All right. It didn't stay there long. It managed to bounce quite quickly. And that was the stock we traded, and we will come back to this just now. Um, but the point is that, to answer your question, you know, this is it, it. Is where the market, I suppose, bowls you a little bit of a loose ball, and you can you can smash it a little bit because you you know why the share is down. You yeah. know that there's no fundamental reason why it's down, other than the fact that there's just a bit of an oversupply of stock in the market for the short term, right, and that is likely to correct itself.
0: I suppose the trick is where it settles, and I guess we'll get to Braitz in a little bit.
1: And that's where there's a little bit of uncertainty that does come into it. Um, So that's Braitz, and you can see big big selling activity off the bat uh, early this morning, but then that was quite quickly recovered to some extent. And then this is clicks. So we said that clicks was coming into the MSCI South Africa index, and uh, a lot of shares need to be bought in clicks in order to affect that reweighting. So there you see the big move up, the big gap to the upside in the share price this morning. And at one stage, it was up 5.2% at its peak this morning. Sure. And it subsequently come back a little bit. So you would look at this and say, well, there's an overreaction here. You could possibly look to short this if you've got a, if you've got your wits about you, and you think that it's going to s- come back a little bit. So you've shorted right
0: at the at the peak of that little trade.
1: Yeah, that's it. So I mean, th- this because remember this is a five-minute chart, so you, you you're really talking about an extremely short time frame yeah. here. But you need to have your wits about you if you are going to trade t- this type of setup.
0: And what about Renate? Renet
1: was also up big big time this morning. Um, you can see it was up uh, five and a half percent on the open, and it's been s- it stayed relatively elevated throughout the day. Remember that Ronette has a a very close relationship with British American Tobacco. And what you could do here if you wanted to is you could look to trade trade that mismatch because what's happened now is Ronette has suddenly spiked up. Mm -hmm. British American tobacco didn't go up to the same extent. You'll find that this stock has opened a gap of about two and a half percent over over British American tobacco this morning. So if you were if you were quick and you had your wits about you what you could potentially do here is short the rainets and buy British American tobacco looking for the gap between the shares to close and for there to be some sort of a normalization.
0: Okay but you traded braids so just talk us through that uh, in the last couple of minutes. Yeah
1: so we spoke about uh, we talked about braids and here it is again so I mentioned to you that it was down 14% at one stage early this morning. Um, I took that as as an opportunity to buy some stock really just looking for a quick rebound and this was not done with any great level of calculation or anything. You actually have to be very quick. You have to be committed and have your wits about you because the window of opportunity to, to trade a setup like this is actually very, very short. You have to have the screen open in front of you and be ready to act.
0: I mean, that's about, what, half an hour?
1: Well, exactly. I mean, 1,500 shares we managed to pick up at 33 Rand and 5 cents. It wasn't at the bottom. The bottom was about 32 Rand this morning. Um, And 20 minutes later, it was trading (laughs) back at 35 Rand. So it, it gained... Yeah, off the bottom to to that it gained 10% in in less than half an hour. So if you are quick, and as I say, the window of opportunity to spot these is very, very limited. But there was a nice opportunity to make a bit of money here. So we did that trade and it made 2,700 Rand for the portfolio, um, all costs taken into consideration here.
0: I suppose you don't really need to take us through the mechanics of the trade because it was no, such sort a of w- kind of a, like a, it's a knee-jerk trade it, in a absolutely. way. Absolutely,
1: it's a knee-jerk trade and, and it wasn't one of these where I sat and I sort of thought, well where are we going to put a stop loss, where are we going to, how are we going to calculate the position size, it was just, it, it, it was a little bit of a, a knee-jerk reaction just saying this is ridiculous that this shares down so much. It's not going to stay here for long. It will recover, quickly buy a couple, and then sell them out uh, a little while later.
0: I suppose maybe just the last question before you look at the state of the portfolios, Garth, is would you have been quick enough to get in to short the, the share, to take not advantage of that decline, or was, did that just happen too quickly?
1: It happened very quickly. When you can see on these five-minute candles here, y- yes, there was an opportunity to short it this morning up above 36 Rand, and it traded all the way down to 32. So I suppose in that case, yes, there was an opportunity to get short early on in the morning uh, and but but also, remember, the volume is relatively thin right out the gates. Yeah. So you find that the volume actually picked up a little bit on these sort of third and fourth candles. You can see the volume illustrated at the bottom over there. It really began to pick up after, say, 10, 15 minutes into the trading day.
0: Okay. Well, a profitable day's work, as yeah. Richard Quest might say. Yeah. Um, uh, so what do the portfolios look like given today's action?
1: So the South African portfolio has made a little bit of money this week, given that trade that we've just discussed. It's up 7.9% for the year to date, so close to six, uh, 162 2,000 Rand there and then our offshore portfolio is static. Nothing's changed here. Um, we're still sitting up 1.3%. I'm monitoring that Tesla put option which is our only open trade at the moment. It's yeah. not looking all that good for me right now mm. um, but it is what it is. We, we stick out with it. And, um, and and I will look to try and put some of this offshore money a bit more to work in the weeks ahead.
0: Yeah, okay. And then just to end off with a, a reminder that people can get a weekly alert.
1: Yes, if you go to traderscorner.co.za, go to the middle of the page, you'll see there's a link there for a free weekly email. Click on that, enter your details. It'll only take you a minute or two to do that. And then we'll send you an email every Tuesday at lunchtime detailing what is coming up on the programme each week.
0: Great, we'll leave it there. Garth, thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner.